From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Joining me on the show today is Karina Klein to share her breast cancer journey. Karina, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well, and I'm excited to talk to you. You strike me as someone that is just so motivated. And like, like we were, you know, we were, we're doing like our pre-show chat, and I think you mentioned something like you have like a nonprofit, a full-time job, and like a couple of other things that you do. Like, so, so let's start there. Um, like, who are you? What do you do? Where do you live? What's your life look like? Sure. So I live in Rye, New Hampshire. Um, in the 13 miles of beautiful seacoast that we have here. Um, I am a full-time banker for a community bank here locally. I've been with them 11 years, um, and I love my job. I'm pretty much a relationship manager, so I bring on businesses and I manage them, so I'm like their concierge, one-stop shop. Um, I'm not sure if I could plug my bank, but it's Newburyport Bank. Um, and then uh, aside from that, after my breast cancer um, journey, I started a nonprofit um, to help other people uh, with the healing process as um, their tattooing, um, tattooing options, obviously, for, okay. for breast right, cancer. We're, we're going to need to explore more about your nonprofit. Sure. F- finish telling us about your life, <laughs> but I want to know more about your nonprofit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I live here with my husband, Jesse, um, and we have two children that are living up in Canada. Haley and Nathan and my my daughter just got married last year so I now have another son Ryan um, and I'm so excited we love him to death um, my husband and I we also have three other companies we have a IT company um, my husband's a partner in a construction company and then a friend of ours during COVID wanted to do a restaurant and banks stopped lending to restaurants and we were like let's do it. So we helped him out. And so we're a silent partner in, in a barbecue restaurant, which is really funny because I don't eat meat. Neither does my <laughs> husband. <laughs> so it's kind of like really, we laugh every time we tell the story, but yeah. um, it's, yeah. it's doing really well. This year, we're going to get a food truck. So um, things are busy, but I mean, life is too short. You have to like keep busy. That's, that's I, my, wait, my go. Time, time out. So wait, you're, you're going to add another business as a food truck or like, it's going to add on to the restaurant or like, um, I guess it, we'll same, open right? it up as a, another entity, but it will okay. be run separately. I, I, listen, I, I think I might have a new mentor. Uh, like, wow. Oh my, <laughs> that's so much stuff. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. All right. So so that's your that's your day to day. That's what you're about right that's now. That's my life. Uh, yes. Yeah. Let, let's but let's hear about your breast cancer story. Uh, now, I think sure. you said it was it was relatively recent. Just kind of walk me through, you know, finding it, what it was, the diagnosis, that sort of thing. Absolutely. So, um, January of 2020, I went in for my regular mammogram. It was great. They called me back for um, an ultrasound. It was my right side, and sent me on the merry way end of March, I'm in the shower and doing my like check because I mean, I was so in tune with my body. I knew everything. Um, and I'm like, Oh, this is weird. I found a lump. Um, so I'm like, well, probably just another sister or whatever they found on my mammogram in January. Um, and I had my annual scheduled with my doctor and I'm like, all right, I'll just wait. I'll mention it then. Cause it's, it's coming up. 
they called it cancel because of COVID. And I mentioned it on the phone and they're like, you know what, let's wait two weeks, see where you are in your cycle, just because like, you know, you can have these fibroids and things can happen. Um, so waited two weeks. <laughs> I actually forgot to call my doctor and she called me the next day and she's like, hey, just checking in. Like, you know, do you still have that lump? And I'm like, actually, yes. Um, because in banking, when COVID hit, we were trying to save as many businesses as possible with PPP loans. And like, it was probably the craziest time I've ever had in banking. But I'm like, oh my goodness, yes, I do. Um, they're like, great, we have you scheduled for an ultrasound tomorrow. I'm like, all right. So I I cut out of work a little bit early for my appointment. I was going to go back. And I went for my ultrasound and the, the, the technician doing it. She's like, all right, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get the doctor. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. So he comes in and he's like, you know, it could be a fibroid, it could be something, but we want to biopsy it just in case. I'm like, okay. And he's right. like, we can do it right. We can do it right now. I'm like, whoa, right? Like right now? He's like, wow. we're doing an hour and a half between patients because of like the shutdown. Mm. And I'm like, okay. So they ended up doing a biopsy, and he's like, I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Like, chill. Didn't didn't seem anything worried. Um, right. at work the next day. This is April sixteenth. And I get the phone call and I answer. He's like, Karina, he's like, I was wrong. It's breast cancer. I'm like, like completely shocked. Like everybody wow. was shocked. So yeah. it was, um, the good thing about COVID, I mean, I don't know if you could say that, but, um, things move so fast. So I found yeah. out on April 16th, then the following, I had to meet with the, um, breast surgeon on the 21st. And I have this pack with my kids and we've always had it that we never not tell anything. Like we always, we're a hundred percent transparent with each other. If, even if it's right. good or bad, like we just don't hide things. And I'm like, how am I going to tell my kids? How am I going to tell them this? Like, cause I don't yeah. know the information. So right. I decided to wait to see my surgeon and then get all the information. So I went and I went in there knowing I was going to do a double mastectomy. Like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not playing around. I just want to get this over with. So we started the, the treatment plan was supposed to be surgery and then chemo. But after doing my MRI, the, my tumor was too close to my pectoral wall that they needed to shrink it in order to successfully get the margins. Right. So I went home and the borders shut down. So I can't see my family. And my kids can't be here. So having to tell my family over Zoom was probably oh. like so, like I did individually. So I did my my mom and my stepdad or first, and then I did my brother and then I did my dad. And then I Zoomed with both my kids and they wow. knew something was wrong because they're like, mom, you don't ask to Zoom. Like, you're like, hey, you guys want to FaceTime? You want to do that? But um, just watching them fall apart on mm. like, over the screen and you can't like do anything for them um yeah. was just heartbreaking i think that was probably the hardest thing uh, anything like out of yeah. all of it that was probably the hardest and them not being able to be here yeah um wow. so they had to watch so we we decided like you know we're gonna do this every sunday we're gonna do a zoom like a family zoom and that way they can just get the updates and I don't have to like keep yeah text everybody them. and answer a million questions. And, oh, that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then I went in and I got my port placed. Um, and that was like May 6th. And then I started my, my first treatment, like 
three days later. It was crazy. Yeah. It happened so fast. Wow. Um, but I stayed locally for my treatment um, in Portsmouth because I didn't want to travel to Boston. Uh, my team here was amazing. Um, my nurse, my my nurse that got assigned with me, <laughs> her name's Michelle, and she, her and I are still. I still talk to her. Um, she's she's my angel. That's what I tell her because she told mm. me everything. She explained to a T what was going to happen, and she's just like, hey, like you know you're going to have your hair fall out before your second treatment. Like she just prepared me for what was going to happen. Right. Um, and then went through six rounds of um, treatment, like aggressive chemo. The TCHP is what they call it. And it's Taxotere, mm. Carboplatin, Perceptin, Progetta. Yeah. Um, so after my six rounds, I end up going in for my mastectomy, my double mastectomy. And it was uh, September 11th, 2020 which mm. is <laughs> like a day by itself. Yeah. Um, and the day is, it's, it's special to me. I mean, I was in really good shape going into cancer and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, I loved to cycle. Like I go to Mission Portsmouth and it's like these, this dark room, loud music, and it just, you just lose yourself. So mm. that morning when I was going into surgery, they actually did a ride for me and they draped a, a shirt over my bike um and they had a pink light shining on it so it was just like you know it's it's all about community here and it's yeah. it's amazing um so i went for my double mastectomy and i chose nipple sparing because mm. i wanted to feel as normal as possible after right. like losing my breasts and um i know there was risks and they did a test underneath like when you're under just to make sure that there's no like cells near near the nipple because they, they got to take it anyways and i right. passed it was great. Um, come out of surgery, which was funny because I lost my taste because of chemo. And then mm. I don't know what happened. But as soon as I woke up and I like had like something to eat, I'm like, oh, my God, I can taste it. This oh. it was, It's like it's like my taste came back, I think, because of all the fluid that they flushed through. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. So okay. it was it was great. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. It was like the best thing ever being able yeah. to taste something again. That's um, great. And then I continued on um, treatment until uh, May of 2021, um, every 21 days, just perception and progetta. After my surgery, I, about three weeks later, well, actually it was almost three weeks to the day, I sent a picture to my surgeon um, who um, I thought I was healing because I'm like, oh, it looks pink, it looks great. Um, no, it was skin narcosis. My skin was dying. Mm. So it was like emergency surgery. I had to go in that night and, um, he was preparing me. He's, we're really good friends now. He's like one of my besties because <laughs> he knows he's the same as me because we just like, tell me how it is, even if it's going to be bad. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and he's like, I might have to use a back flap. I might have to use a piece of your scapula be just because. If you think about having a breast with your, your nipples as nipple sparing and then being told that the skin died and they have to take your nipples, so they have to take half of a half. Yeah. And right. then try and right. pull the skin over like new expanders. So it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a, mm. an experience. And I'm like, well, do I have to have drains? It's the only thing I cared about was having drains because they okay. were the worst. Mm. And um, he's just like, 
yeah, you're probably going to have some drains. I'm like, well, can you put them somewhere else? Because I don't want them coming out the sides because they hurt mm. so bad. Mm. Um, so we ended up doing them out the front and it was way better. Mm. But I, I guess as soon as I woke up, because I said, can I go home after surgery? Because I didn't want to sleep in the hospital. And he's like, if I have to use your scapula or your back flap, you'll have to stay. Right. Um, so I guess as soon as I woke up from um, being out, I asked him, if I'm like, did he use my back? She said, no. I'm like, so I can go home? So it was just a whole big joke. It was like, you don't care about anything else, but going home. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, the first question. Can I go <laughs> home? That's it. So That's what like matters. Yeah. 1130 at mm-hmm. night. He, <laughs> Dr. Wilson, he comes in and he's just like, he's like, so how are you doing? I'm like, you didn't use my back. I can go home. <laughs> you said I could go home. So yeah. my nice. husband came and picked me up and, and took me home. Um, mm. But because of all the... I don't know if it was like the extra surgeries or the surgery on top of surgeries. My shoulders froze. Mm. So I ended up having two frozen shoulders. I had four degrees of rotation for, Mm. it was crazy. So I had to, uh, yeah, physical therapy and like acupuncture, just trying to get things moving. Right. So fast forward to January because my, my breast cancer was triple positive. So I, I, um, I end up, I opted after speaking to my doctors to remove my ovaries too, because I mean, hormone driven cancer scares you because the next place is like, Oh, you know, um, I'm not having any more kids. It's, it is what it is. Um, so I had that surgery in in January and then February I had my first reconstruction surgery. And I tell you after like having the implants in and looking in the mirror without nipples, it was, uh, it was unreal. I was, mm. and I'm usually a really good, I, I'm pretty confident. I, I can, I'm, I think I can say that I carry myself very well. And I'm just like, it actually rocked my world where I mm. was like wearing baggy shirts. I was covering myself up and I'm just like that. And I wasn't used to being small chested. I was just like, what is this? It's, mm. And you look like a Barbie with like these big scars and you're, it's this, it's just yeah. not something that you, um, expected and i looked at pictures and pictures and like so i knew what to look for but i just didn't see it on myself looking in the mirror it's different when it's the mirror right yeah Yeah. i'm like it's like an out of body it's just like i know i'm me but it's not me like i just Mm. i couldn't wrap my head around it um and then just as i was getting ready to book my tattoos i saw on uh, social media somebody had donated money for Mm -hmm. nipples and i'm like why would for, somebody for nipple well, tattoos? tattoos that, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, why right. would somebody donate money? Isn't this included in insurance or isn't this included in like anything? Right. And I mean, being in banking, we have great insurance. So I called my insurance company and I said, Hey, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. And the guy on the other line said, Oh man, that's considered cosmetic. And I'm like, I'm like, cosmetic. Why is it cosmetic? I said, I was born with nipples and now I don't have them. So explain to me how this is cosmetic and why I should have to pay for it. Um, and, and I'm like, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I, I I could afford it. Like I, I can. And then I got, I was really angry. I went to bed. I concocted this whole thing that, you know what? Nobody should have to like worry about getting tattoos or feeling like themselves again. So the next day I reached out to my friend Meg, who has another nonprofit in our area. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. 
And she's like, let's do it. So we met and she helped me fill out the paperwork. Like she was like my, she's still my, my guiding star. Yeah, she was like, yeah. this is what you want to do. Right. Um, so we filed the paperwork backlog because of COVID, like with right. the government trying to get your 501c3 status. Um, so in September of 2021, I got the letter in the mail saying, congratulations, you're now 501c3. Ah, that's um, great. And it, I love it. And it, they backdated it. Like the mm, formation, yep. the yep. formation date was five five twenty one. That was that was my last treatment. Wow, yeah, that's it's, amazing. So if wow. it wasn't meant to be, I'm like, come on, like so. So, so let me so, so let me recap because I want to make sure we haven't lost anybody. So so <laughs> you founded a nonprofit uh, with the purpose of helping women that have had to have their nipple removed due to surgery get a tattoo to uh not i mean replacement's not the right word but but to, to how would you describe it like, so we yeah so we provide um we find artists and we fund the artists to do tattoos for women that have lost their nipples or if they want to cover their scars with like a decorative piece um it's just anything to make somebody feel whole again and it's it's more it's a it's a mental thing it, like these tat these tattoos are life changing um a lot of the women that we've we've helped that's all they say is like i can look in the mirror again i can like it's just so amazing um so we expanded our reach to cover eyebrows now because they don't they don't tell you that you <laughs> going through chemo that you're going to lose your eyebrows and your eyelashes i i my nickname with my husband is potato because I had no hair, no, no eyelashes, no eyebrows. So he called me potato. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's so terrible and funny at the same time right there. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So that's still, that's still my nickname today. Still your nickname to this day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Wow. Um, it's good to know that, that we can get new nicknames as we continue <laughs> to go through life. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just, so we cover that now. Um, yeah. We do port scars. So anything pretty much breast cancer related that somebody gets a scar they want to cover or they just, mm. um, we will we'll help fund. Um, wow. And yeah, it's been a busy year. 2023, we did 27 tattoos. Wow. Uh, like we, we, fund, we funded 20, yeah, 27 and we brought on, I think, six new artists. Yeah. Um, we get requests from all over. Uh, unfortunately, like right now we cover the New England area. My right. my vision is to take the like anywhere like a, a right. branch of us in every state would be amazing, right? Um, but you know, gotta can't go too big, too fast. You gotta you gotta it, grow. It gets messy. You gotta grow. That's yeah, one, right. One step at a time. One step at a time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, you're you're doing the nonprofit. You're doing the companies. You're doing the work. Uh, what's <laughs> what's what's next? I mean, you're done, the food trucks coming soon. What's uh what's next on the what is it world domination for the nonprofit? Is that what's next? Um, I I hope so that the nonprofit continues to grow. Um, yeah. and it's just getting the word out there because people yeah. don't know. There was a documentary that we showed last year. Um, as our like only event that we did last year and it was called full circle and it was a producer named Patrick Norman that did this out in LA and it went through these women and each journey, like, and their tattoo process. So like a nipple, some of them got decorative. We showed this, um, at, 
uh, a local brewery. We had 72 people come, which was pretty amazing for us because we didn't expect that many. And it was, it was, we did a silent auction and there wasn't a dry eye after that film. It was only a 22 minute documentary. Um, but a lot of people after like, I had no idea. I just thought after you were done breast cancer, like, you know, that was it. Like, you're just back to normal. I'm like, there is no normal. I said, I'm still learning. Like, that's the biggest struggle right now. It's like right. learning after 43 years. Yeah. I knew who I was. I knew my body in and out. And now I'm just like, what the heck is it? What, what yeah. is it? So it's learning right. to fall in love with yourself over again. Um, yeah. And that's what they don't prepare you for. I mm. think in the midst of it, you're fighting for your life and you're doing whatever you can. Um, but the after is where you're like, Oh my goodness. What, what's going to happen? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you're great. You're a survivor. I'm like, yeah, we're surviving. We're great, but it's never over. Yeah. That's what, right. you, that's what people don't realize. Um, that's right. And I'm, right. and I, and I'm happy. I've made a lot of, I call them, we call each other pink sisters along the way. Yeah. That's um, great. That's great. I have, I have, um, Janine, she's on my board now and she, her and I met because I had, she had to go for surgery to lose uh, her nipple. And we were just at the surgeon's office at the same time. And we, hmm. our bond is like inseparable now. And oh, she is like yeah. a sister that I just, I've always wanted. And we always laugh and say something that we never wanted. Like nobody wants to have cancer, but I'm so thankful because I found you. So yeah, you always got to take the, the positive, I guess. That's yeah. what I say. When I, yeah. when I speak to a, a lot of women, the surgeons, they send people my way in our area um, that got diagnosed just because I'm real. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to yeah. tell you, you're going you're gonna to feel like garbage and you're probably yeah. going to like things are going to happen. Um, but there isn't something I answer. There's nothing I won't show. Like, it's just yeah. I'm I'm an open book when it comes to. That's why you're such a great interviewee. <laughs> that's uh, that's it. That's it. Well, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say this, uh, and then I, and then I'll and then I'll wrap I'll wrap us up here. Uh, but but I really appreciate you sharing everything you've shared. I mean, I've I've hosted this show for years. I don't know that I've heard anyone really talk about decorative tattoos like that uh, before. So that's oh. uh, that's really fantastic. I appreciate you you sharing that. So thank you. Thank you for having me. So Karina, if our listeners did want to find out more about your nonprofit, where would they go? Um, so they can go to our website. Uh, it's uh, inkforpink.org. Um, if you're on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook. And I think we have a TikTok. Um, I'm like, <laughs> I'm the least social media. Like if you see something, <laughs> it, it, is, it is not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we have a t- TikTok. That's uh that's ink for pink. That's the, the number four ink for pink.org. If you want to know any more information uh, yeah. about, about that number. Well, Karina, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to real pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.coman.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit coman.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.